Welcome to I'm Obsessed With This, the Netflix podcast about the shows and films viewers cannot get enough of. Sort of like how Charlie XCX cannot get enough job titles. Today's very special episode features an interview with Charlie XCX and Emmy Lichtenberg, creators, executive producers, and co-stars of the Netflix original reality show I'm With The Band, Nasty Cherry. Quick warning though, the audio on today's episode is extremely subpar, and we apologize in advance, but that's what happens when you want to speak to two incredibly busy women who are in different parts of the world. Emmy dialed in from Los Angeles, and because Charlie is probably the hardest working person in music, she's still on tour for her amazing new album, Charlie, and she co-wrote Senorita for Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes. She called in from Moscow, where she just played a show. Or was it Amsterdam, or Wales, or London? Honestly, time zones don't exist when you are a pop star. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Charlie and Emmy about what they've been watching on Netflix lately, why they decided to create a show about creating a band from scratch, the power of obsession, and viewer responses that have made this three-year process entirely worth it. Hello, Charlie. Hello, Emmy. Let's just get right down to it, I guess. What have you two been watching on Netflix lately? Charlie, you travel all the time, like you're in different countries all the time. So you're constantly, if you are looking at Netflix, you're seeing different versions of Netflix all the time. Like it's very inconsistent. So it's interesting to know what you are watching whenever what is on Netflix is not always the same, depending on where you are. Well, I I just, I know I'm like very late on this, but I like just discovered The Crown. So I'm like, I'm like three seasons too late i'm into it it's mm-hmm. great i'm not really a royalist so it's kind of strange for me to be into it because i i, I as a british person i don't really care about the royal family that much it's not <laughs> my like i don't get super psyched to like really know what's going on but now i do so i'm into that i'm into big mouth and i just binge watched like rewatched. um the first season of Twin Peaks over the weekend when I was in America, but I don't think it's um, on Netflix in the UK, so I have to wait till I go back to rewatch season two. It's like surprising to me that you have any time at all, but Twin Peaks is a really good option, and I like the idea of it being only available in some countries because then there's like, I'm not good at binging, so having having the ability to like only watch it in certain countries is sort of nice to me. Like, there's less pressure. Um, yeah, I Emmy, actually think you... I am quite good at binging. Sorry, go on, Emmy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's like I'm very good at. I'm disturbingly good at binging. <laughs> um, I feel like Charlie, you being into the Crown is definitely a very like very British thing about. It's probably the most British thing you've ever said about yourself. <laughs> um, but I'm like very much. I mean, I love Big Mouth as well. I feel like I'm I have like two different moods on Netflix. I'm either doing like great british bake-off like something like very like xanax of television core kind of thing mm-hmm. so easy watching or like really dark and disturbed like ted bundy tapes evil genius oh, yeah. the keepers like that kind of stuff so that's sort of like i'm either like fully just zoned out or really intensely like can't sleep for a week because i'm scared myself charlie you're traveling so much some hotels put netflix on their tvs but sometimes and sometimes you have to connect to the wi-fi and use your phone or your laptop how are you actually watching it because like everyone watches things so differently now yeah generally for me it's just like it's on my phone i download it 
um, mm-hmm. but offline, and then I like watch on the plane. Um, mm-hmm. Because honestly, for me, the second I have to like airplay or screen mirror or like whatever, <laughs> I'm lost and I'm not doing anything. I'm just not doing it. If it's airplay, it's just going to be silence and darkness. Know the crown. <laughs> Emmy, what other fucked up murder stuff have you been into on Netflix lately? Oh gosh, well I haven't done the, um, I like tried to do The Stranger Next Door, which is like the new one. They, they know me so well, they're like, oh, this like, <laughs> someone's got, I like, I don't know, there's something, oh, The Devil Next Door, The Devil Next Door, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, they, they know me so well at this point that they're just like on to me or like, Madeline McCann, I don't know, like some, someone has been kidnapped or whatever. Um, uh, and uh, uh, so I haven't, I haven't done The Devil Next Door yet. And I, well, I started the first like 20 minutes and it was so, it was so disturbing. There was a lot of like, I don't know, just really upsetting, like um, old footage of World War II and the Holocaust. And I was just like, that's a little, it was a little bit much for me. Um, and, yeah. But maybe I'll, I'll dive back into it. But um what else have I been into on Netflix? I mean, honestly, like I'm, I like just comfort rewatched the Amanda Knox documentary. Um, uh, that's like, oh like my a... god! Wait, did you just say Amanda Knox? Yeah. I, I I'm not gonna lie. I kind of couldn't sleep after I watched that. There was just something about it that I just felt. I don't know. I just I just felt a little bit like I couldn't be in a room alone after I watched that. So, I mean, it's just like, it's literally, I, I, what I love about it is that it's just like, it's the great, I don't know, with all of those things, with like making a murderer, with like, with the man enough, all of those things are truly like everyone's worst fear of being like, like, like convicted of something that they didn't do or not being able to speak the language. It's like, it's really, it's amazing. It's a lot of good um, inspiration for our Euro trip, Charlie. I'm like forever haunted by the scene in Amanda Knox when she calls, they have the, the audio of her calling her friend back in America and she's like yeah i feel like ever like she's telling her about the murder and the friend's like it's okay girl like you have a hot boyfriend like everything's gonna be just fine and amanda's <laughs> oh like <laughs> amanda's like i feel like this isn't good and the friend is just being supportive like don't worry about it so enough about what you're watching let's talk about nasty cherry i'm charlie xcx i'd like you to meet nasty cherry I wish when I was 14, there was a band like Nasty Cherry, unashamedly real and also badass. I picked four incredible women to launch a band in an era of the music industry where there's no roadmap to success. Not yet. I think one element of production that a lot of people may not understand is how long it takes the average show to go from idea to, you know, finished product. Uh, So how long has this sort of been in the making for the two of you? When did this idea come into your minds and who pitched whom? Um, It's been forever, but Emmy probably has like a more specific timeline than that but like like is it three years or is it two and a half yeah a little a little over three years i would say from like real ideation to now yeah and i guess the way it kind of went down was i had this idea but it was extremely vague like i i knew i just wanted to um work with a band um and kind of an all-female band and I wanted to 
document it and essentially kind of explore the idea of using um, Netflix as a platform to tell the story, also like to launch a band um, and kind of give um, the viewers an insight to an artist before they even really like knew the music so that they could understand them personally. But really, it's extremely loose. Uh, I didn't really know what I was talking about or what I was kind of trying to shoot at all. And uh, it was really a lot of like back and forth talking with Emmy about what this idea could potentially become when we kind of like realised what it could be. And I think it was a lot of like actually just figuring it out as we went along. But yeah, I took the rough idea to her and, and then we kind of like workshopped it as we were sort of pitching, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Was the name of the band always Nasty Cherry? When did the name actually come into play? Yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't really remember. I, but I, I remember that we had like a list that was like yeah. a list um, of kind of like cherry-related names, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that it was basically like, I mean, the name, yeah, the name sort of, I think we wanted to kind of n- name this and sort of like call it by its name, if you will. Um, uh, it like, <laughs> you know, create a mood for, for it, you know, and sort of create this, like, I think that the name sort of fed into the ethos of the kind of band that we wanted to sort of project and have out there and this sort of. Yeah, and I think that Charlie and I both really like to name stuff and sort of like to play around with that and to sort of give it like a, a brand in that in that kind of way. And I think yeah, we had a long list of like of yeah, we like cherry, we like you know sort of that kind of. I think cherry was already always sort of involved, and I remember like I remember very vividly sort of when exactly it came together. I mean, one of the other, and I can tell you some other like really bad bad other names that we had sort of been workshopping around but I, but I won't um, uh, and I think it was just like I remember it very vividly it was just after like the, the 2016 election and it was like nasty woman nasty woman and that was sort of like that was sort of in the, the um, sort of the, the zeitgeist and, and, the, and, and people were saying that nasty woman thing with, with, with Hillary Clinton I don't know it just sort of fell into place nasty cherry just sort mm-hmm. of happened so you're not going to reveal the other names they're too embarrassing I'll give one I remember one that was like <laughs> that was thrown out there and then we vetoed very quickly which was dear daddy remember that I'm with the band Dear Daddy. Wow. I still like it. I mean, I would listen to Dear Daddy. I'm already into them. Um, the... Maybe that'll be season two, Bobby. <laughs> season two of Dear Daddy. Of, of Dear Daddy. <laughs> I've never picked up a guitar in my life. Like, I would I would love to be that person. And I think that... But I think that that's You're sort in of... Nasty Cherry, basically. <laughs> well done. <laughs> you're, you're, you're perfect. I, I think that that sort of, like, goes into my next question, which is about, like, how it, it's cool to see something reverse engineered you know this started with the name and it just started with an idea and then you found like these people who were talented and that you had faith and confidence in and you were like you can do this if you try hard enough we can make this work and it ended up working and so it's kind of interesting like among other things nasty cherry this show is about how if you obsess over something to an extreme extent if you really want it and you work with the right people who want it for you and maybe like Netflix gets involved and labels get involved, you have a pretty good chance at making things happen. 
is that something that you both have always sort of assumed too? I mean, the two of you do so many things. So it kind of stands to reason that you would want to make a show about creating something out of sheer willpower almost. <laughs> That's literally the description of my entire career. <laughs> this entire show. Oh, that's pretty spot on, I would say. What do you think, Charlie? I think, like, for us, I mean, for me, I, I don't feel like there's a right way or a wrong way of doing anything. And I actually feel like sometimes, um, especially for me in music, when I don't really know what I'm doing, that's when, like, the best things happen. Um, and mm-hmm. I kind of, like, hate this uh, idea um, particularly, I think in um, in kind of like I hate the word indie, but I'm gonna say it like indie, <laughs> like leaning, like not straight up pop music. That you have to be this kind of like extremely experienced, like knowledgeable musician with a history of playing multiple different bands and blah 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 blah. All of this shit. It's like I, there's a real snobbery sometimes in in like mm-hmm. the guitar world. And I kind of like the idea of, like, totally flipping that on its head, um, going in there, like, guns blazing um, with this kind of, like, passion and uh, fearlessness and maybe not necessarily always knowing what you're doing, but it kind of doesn't matter because there's this, like, ethos and this, like, genuine, like, free-spiritedness to it that kind of makes it feel like exciting and real and, and not boring you know what i mean i feel like mm-hmm. sometimes yeah everything's thought out too much it can become this like really fucking boring like theorized like thing and uh mm-hmm. it's too serious and for me like when i think about like my favorite bands like talking specifically about bands or musicians it's like i don't really care how skilled they are i care about how they make me feel and how um i relate to them and if i think they're like rock stars or interesting people and so I think for me it was like this whole idea was just spawned out of like finding these four women really interesting and like wanting to make something interesting with them and I don't think that makes them like less valid or anything you know because I think sorry I'm kind of rambling um one thing I found really interesting about the kind of response to the show is that people were really honing in on the fact that there were like two skilled musicians and two non- skilled musicians so to speak or two newcomers Mm -hmm. and that wasn't actually something that I particularly thought about when I asked these four women to be in a band together because it's just not something that really crosses my mind like it's not something I particularly care about I just care about the energy of people and how they make me feel and whether I want to like go to their show based on like how fun and like vibrant they are I don't know Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense but that kind of is like the whole ethos of the whole show we were just kind of like running around being like ah what's happening (laughs) the show has that in it like it's definitely there's sort of like the first episode the two of you are like well i hope this works like this might be a disaster let's see what happens and the show has a lot of that where it's like a lot of flailing and like that scene where they're like all just sitting in a circle like trying to write win like they're just trying to write this thing together and they've never really done this before and it's like is this gonna work but then in addition to that there is this element of the show that's like this kind of heartwarming commentary on like if you have people who believe in you and who support you it gives you a big leg up into actually like achieving some goal was it hard like putting yourselves in the position of like actual like mentors because I feel like 
if you've never done it before, then you might find yourself thinking like, am I good enough for this? But you're good enough for this. You know, like, does, did it put you in a weird position? It truly, I think it, it was it was a bit of, yeah, it is sort of uncomfortable in that way because we had never done this before. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I think also we had never, we sort of had some loose references to base what we were doing. Obviously, like you've seen sort of these music TV programs before, but also this uh-huh. is nothing like it, you know? So it, it was it was kind of freeing in a lot of ways because while we had so many things to base it off of, we also had nothing to base it off of. And we really mm-hmm. did feel like we were doing something sort of new and different, especially, you know, because there wasn't, especially because there wasn't really anything to base it off of from Netflix. So we were just sort mm-hmm. of like, yeah, like, you know, we're sort of going down new territory here. But, you know... Everything, there's sort of, we also had it on our side that, as we say, you know, in the show, that there is no roadmap to success in the music industry right now. And it really feels mm-hmm. like a very lawless time. So that was also sort of on our side as well, just to be like, well, no one, literally no one knows what we're doing, the, what, what they're doing right now. And they might say that they do, but they really don't. So that was yeah. kind of on our side as well, because it was just like, no one knows what's going on. No one knows how to make it, quote unquote, make it in this biz or whatever. So let's just try it this way. And, you know, hopefully it goes okay. But we really had no, you know, measurement of what okay is. And that sort of can be said about like any industry, like the TV industry too, like Netflix included. Like no one knows how things go from point A to point B or like whether or not things are actually going to be success. They sort of just like... You just throw a lot of things at the wall and see what works. And like, if it works, congrats. And like, you put in the work and try to make it work again. Um, Emmy, were you ever in contention for being in the band? I've wondered this. (laughs) Did you ever think, did you, did you ever, did Charlie ever say, has Charlie ever said, Emmy, you should be, you should sing. (laughs) You're not too old. What have we just been saying? There are no rules. I, okay, thank you, Bobby. I appreciate I, I appreciate your confidence. But if not Nasty Cherry, I was wondering if, since you and Charlie have been friends for so long, have you ever gotten like a little a little nudging, like you should be in a band, like you should sing, you should do something. Like, do you get that from Charlie as a supportive friend? <laughs> Charlie, why haven't you um, supported me in my singing career? Yeah, you know what's funny is I feel like I've like nudged you into like so into trying like so many things, but literally like being a musician is just absolutely not one of them. So, you know, <laughs> but you know, you know, the feet to hold. I think that if if I but I mean, here's the thing with Charlie, if I had, if I've ever expressed any interest in being like a musician, you would have nudged mm-hmm. me. Into, you would have totally nudged me into it. It's just not something that I've ever really wanted for myself. Yeah. yeah but you know what though like you, you're you i mean not just i'm not trying to like make you feel better or anything this is fact you, you know like i think i feel like you know more about music than i do like when if we're talking about like music history and like references like i have like the same four references that i just like recycle when i think about like sonics and stuff especially for nasty cherry whereas you you kind of can go a lot deeper than i am but i don't really listen just to because i'm a nerd doesn't mean i should be a musician 
<laughs> yeah, true, 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 true. What was the the pushback like whenever you were pitching this? Because I think, like you said, like this is something that's sort of been done before, but not really. And usually when it has been done, there's been, you know, a man attached to it in some way, like Diddy or Simon Cowell or something like that. Like an older man has to be attached to a property like this for it to get attention. And yet the two of you made it happen anyway. And I can't imagine that was that was easy. Like, was that something that proved difficult because of your age, because of your gender, because like of everything around you that isn't quite, you know, traditional for this? Well, I mean, I feel like actually um, when speaking with Netflix, like everybody was pretty open about the fact that um, everybody walking into the pitch room was female. Um there mm-hmm. was there there wasn't really ever mention of like oh where's like the male counterpart where's the male character it wasn't really like that at all mm-hmm. um, and I never actually felt like I wasn't being taken seriously because of my age or anything like that it was I think the the thing that the question mark um, from my perspective was always um, was this a show based around um, like genuinely based around music or was it a show based around like reality and um i think that was something that was um kind of this like constant discussion um like you know I, I, when we first started shooting i think it we we were like so desperate to like document music and like the making of music and and i think netflix were more interested in like the girls and the personality of the girls and the drama of the girls and it was kind of um getting to this place where we felt like we were doing both at a successful mm-hmm. um kind of uh rate that i think that was like a conversation and i think that was worked out as we were as we were filming but i um, mean honestly like i think from my perspective like working with this team at netflix has been um they've been pretty open it the whole time which has been great um and actually my feelings of where i face most kind of um pushback is, is actually still within music within the music industry um mm-hmm. when it comes to me saying like hey i've got this band like i need you to work with them they're gonna be brilliant and blah 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 blah, blah, blah. and it's it, there's still like this doubt around them because they are women making music especially women making mm-hmm. um you know guitar music and i feel like that is where the pushback of being female was coming from rather than from like the kind of the, the making the show bit uh, what do you think i mean yeah yeah i mean i think that that i mean that was spot on just sort of in finding the tone i guess within the show of like yeah how much and i think that that it kind of goes back and forth of like how much music like the actual nuts and bolts of making music how the sausage gets made kind of thing do we want to show versus you know personal stories and how those unfold on screen um and I'm really proud that a lot of that they really just completely went hand in hand and were intertwined that a lot of sort of the insecurities and, you know, and personal stories came from the actual writing and creation of the music that I think that people mm-hmm. didn't, I think that no one really knew was going to happen until it really happened, until it actually happened. So yeah, that was sort of a, a great happy medium that we were able to, um, to, to sort of uh, land on. And yeah, I mean, I think that um, in general, with how the the girls are perceived, 
in the industry is still, I mean, it's still, there's still a new band, you know, that's still, that's still out there, you know, on the grind. And so, yeah, I think what a lot of the, the feedback that they are getting, you know, it is the inherent doubt that, that, you know, can they, can they actually do this? Is this authentic for them? And so it's still, it's still unfolding every day online <laughs> as we see the comments coming yeah. in. I think the second that you put a band on a TV show or launch them via some kind of like show platform, there's this immediate like doubt surrounding their validity, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, I understand. But I think the interesting like conversation and challenge is the fact that for me, it's like it, it doesn't it just doesn't matter. Like I've met so many people who have formed a band because a friend has introduced them and said like hey have you ever thought about being an artist have you ever thought about doing this the difference with this mm-hmm. is that um we put it on netflix to allow them to have this like crazy jump off platform which is mm-hmm. which is unique and interesting and and some people won't believe that that was like the plan some people will think that we created a show and then created a band and you know I, I i don't know but it's for me it's like this is just a, it's kind of an interesting and new format to launching an artist into the world and um it is genuine but just because of the narrative around like bands being on tv uh there's this kind of mm-hmm. immediate doubt with them so it's funny that you are giving people all the proof that they could possibly need that you did this from start to finish like it's it's documented this is a show this exists like how could you not believe that this is how it happened and people are still going to doubt it no matter what like there will always be people who are like i don't buy this there are just some people who just will never be reasoned with but i guess these these negative comments are going to come regardless especially if you are a woman in music a woman in anything but like what are some of the most positive the most supportive and inspiring feedback you've gotten from listeners or other people within the industry that like sort of made you think oh these people get it these people are why i made this show to begin with oh my gosh so many yeah like honestly so many and some of my favorites are other girls literally when they when they I see on Twitter, Twitter, yeah, don't, I don't get it twisted. I'm searching Nasty Cherry all the time. That's what people are talking about. But, like, you know, people, you know, girls who are like, I just watched the Nasty Cherry show on Netflix and I want to go start a band who's with me. Like, oh, you know, I'm like, I saw the one the other day that's like, should I start a band? I'm, you know, I'm 32 and have single mom and two kids. And, and you know, it's just like people are out there, you know, wanting to, 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 do something of their own in a um, of their own like an artist way, and that that's that's really amazing and inspiring. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's the same for me. Like I've also been like absolutely smashing the search button for Nasty Cherry <laughs> on Twitter, and when I see um, like when I see people being like, I watch Nasty Cherry, and I just called up three of my friends, and I'm I want to start a band, or you know, that is like the ultimate. Um, that's like the ultimate compliment because that's kind of in part um, why I had this idea initially. So, uh, you know, to to kind of be able to inspire um, particularly girls who maybe felt kind of like intimidated to um, start their own project, especially if they didn't have like the training or music lessons or like the musical knowledge. Um, 
mm-hmm. you know, just to just go for it anyway and it, and make the mistakes and figure it out as you go along. So when I see that, that's like the ultimate compliment for sure. I am not going to take any more of your time. Um, I guess actually one last question. What, what, what would I be? Would I be a singer, a guitarist, a bassist? What do you think? What do you think is in my cards as someone who can't play an instrument? You're not a bassist. What should I? I'm not a bassist. No, I, I mean, I don't know that you're like the front man, but you. I think you're definitely like up there. You're on a microphone. Um, okay. You're, you're kind of like backing singery, but like you're very present. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I think that's perfect. That That's honestly going to give me a boost of confidence for the week. All episodes of I'm With The Band Nasty Cherry are now streaming on Netflix. Netflix.